Welcome back for more from our workshop in the 2021 NICE project. That leads us really well into influence on generations of fans because like I said at the beginning, the popularity, I, I mean, if you just go back and think about that list of all the books that were written after Burroughs initially wrote the first 12, then he wrote 12 more and then more and more and more were written either authorized by him or his estate. And that's just the books. <clears throat> Um, I could I can offer to send you that list if you want if you want a hard copy of it but um, anyway but you know in pop culture one of the things I wanted to talk about just briefly Disney World built a treehouse uh, a, a Tarzan treehouse this this is Disney World in California um, you know I mean that's a pretty big pop culture <laughs> if you get a, if you get something built in a disney <laughs> based on your book that's pretty big you know so kudos to edgar rice burroughs for the 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 incredible you know treehouse cabin that clayton built for his his poor poor weak little pregnant english wife <laughs> i mean that's i i find that pretty interesting um there's so many movies and um television uh we you know it started out with johnny weismiller there's over 30 full-length feature films that weismiller uh is part of he was the iconic manly man i mean look at him he's just adorable isn't he <laughs> but you know i think it's it's easy to have fun with that part of it um you know, as far as, as uh, thinking about the fun parts of, of, of Tarzan through the years, but you also have to look through a modern lens and think about how this book has contributed to systemic racism and prejudice and, and discrimination, you know, and we, we talked a lot about that last year when we talked about Gone with the Wind, because similar to this book, it was such a popular book, you know, um, and, and I think when you look at some of the pop culture uh, things, whether it's TV, movies, cartoons, whatever, you have to kind of keep that in mind. Are they, have they evolved with the times or not? And um, I, I would be able to recommend certainly, you know, as dated as the original Johnny Weissmuller movie, Tarzan the Ape Man from 1932 is, as a black and white film and it's you know it got 1932 all over it it's still worth watching and gray stoke the legend of tarzan lord of the apes uh the 1984 film starring christopher lambert uh it's a little more faithful to the book whilst also attempting to put the story in a less racist white supremacist light i recommend that one it has it has a lot of uh good stuff in it and you can also check out the legend of tarzan which is a 2016 uh film it's more his more historically contextualized update if you will starring alexander skarsgard as tarzan and christoph waltz and samuel jackson are in it and they portray real-life historical figures who were in the Congo at that time that the story is set. Uh, Valtz plays the brutal Belgian Captain Leon Rom, and Jackson plays Black American Civil War soldier George Washington Williams. 
And the story follows Tarzan, John Clayton now. He's living in London, and he's convinced by Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson's character to return to his former home in the jungles of Africa to investigate and try to do something about um, the the claims of slavery, of, of African tribesmen being kidnapped and, and taken into slavery. So those are three movies I can recommend. And then um, Sarah E., I believe you have some notes on some other um, more modern interpretations of Tarzan? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, yeah. I am most fascinated by how we have tried to adapt this 100 year plus old story <laughs> um and so i know deborah you said that you had seen some of the movies do you remember anything about the movies that you saw um no, i remember the 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 yodel yell <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's just hard like to I forget when the main characters of the lion king got killed by 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 evil you know, I was really upset when the when the good when the good gorillas or good monkeys got killed by the by the evil monkeys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I didn't. I don't know. I you know, and and I think that this question came up maybe one or two workshops ago when we were first introducing this, and it's like, which one is the real, true, honest civilization? You know, this this uh, mm -hmm. the British. I'll I'll just call it the British one. We know what that means, or mm -hmm. the jungle one. And mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed the jungle. I didn't want him to leave the jungle. No, <laughs> I didn't yeah. want him to get caught up in all of the the pretentiousness, and because he was just so more real and so more close to nature and such so much more human that I really I didn't really want him to leave because mm -hmm. he thrived. Well, and he became, he became a very, yeah, he, be, he became a British literate mm -hmm. and, you know, and he got all this other kind of stuff going on, but, you know, you don't need to read in the jungle and he was able to be the top survivor and still be very kind and compassionate and, and all that a human could be. Um, in the in the melu of the jungle, so I, I remember I didn't like it when he had when he left the jungle. Yeah, well, so, if you ever you know, do read this book, you will you will find that he's lonely, and when he decides to leave the apes and go try to find his own kind, as it were, he's he's a lonely, lonely guy, and it's really kind of sad because he knows he's giving, he knows he's leaving everything that is simple and to him natural and and wonderful but he's just so lonely and and he wants a he wants to know what what that what do people like him live like you know it's kind of it's uh, this book has a lot more depth to it than than some of the film and tv stuff but sarah e go ahead yeah no i thank you for bringing that up deborah because there are people who agree with you to the extent that they wrote their movie version so he doesn't leave the jungle that's right <laughs> so well just, you I know did... one of those big emotions get caught in your throat as a little kid and you don't have you don't really know why it's caught there but mm -hmm. you just you're overcome with sadness that mm -hmm. and you know i i wouldn't have known how to describe it back then as a kid when i was going through the movie and experiencing it but right. mm -hmm. you know i mean but, he is ahead. king of the jungle while he's in that environment why would he give up that sort of wilderness throne mm 
mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did is I picked uh, three retellings. And the first one I wanted to mention is I just found this one last week. It's a Korean manga. You know, manga is like the, the story um, sold, told through illustrations. Yeah. Um, and it is a version of Tarzan. And as Amazing. I started reading it, I'm like, wait a second. This is Tarzan. What? <laughs> so the fact that, A, this is something that is currently being written because they release it episodes at a time. So it's currently wow. being written in Korean, <laughs> you know, I think says something to the longevity and that it speaks to multiple cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the plot is not exactly the same. It's called Totem's Realm. Um, there's a modern young woman who's lost in the jungle. She's rescued by a strong loincloth wearing wild man. <laughs> instantly loves and protects her. Um, and she does say at one point, you know, what are you, Tarzan? So, you know, there's, it's in the author's mind that this mm-hmm. is a Tarzan, Tarzan spinoff of sorts. Right. Um, and fiction. <laughs> and fiction, yes. Um, again, the plot of the two stories are not exactly alike, but there is the element of our hero is both wild and human. He's utterly honest because he doesn't, he's never learned how humans dissemble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the animal attraction between our two leads. Um, and the main adjustments, the adaptations I'm seeing to a 2021 audience are empowering our female lead. Like she may seem to be physically weak, um, but she has magical powers to heal people because it's manga. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she's sexually liberated. And they did uh, try to at least turn the native population into a group of their smart individual individuals, not like this mass of, you know, inferior people as we mm-hmm. see uh, with Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how far will that continue to, to be a fairly positive trait? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The author has not finished this manga yet. Um, so I've got 24 books to get through. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If they're going to follow through. (laughs) One other one I wanted to talk about is Disney's Tarzan, which is a lot of people's entry point for this story. Mm -hmm. Um, It was written or written. It was uh, released in 1999. And the main theme is adoption. Mm hmm. And so both of you, have you seen the Disney Tarzan? Yes, that was my kid's Tarzan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Deborah, yes, no. No, not that one. Oh, you should watch it. It's fun. Uh, Yeah, it's it's at Disney. It gets your heart, you know, it gets you. It gets you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Disney never hesitates to rewrite a plot. That's right. There are not sacred things to Disney. (laughs) No. But I do think that if they were going to choose a theme, that was a good one to choose. Yeah. Um, there are some beautiful scenes where the mother, Kala, who is played by Glenn Close, you know, is just singing these beautiful songs about how, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like and that you're different. You know, we both have hearts and they both beat and we love yeah. each other. You know, and I can see where, you know, being a kid watching this, if you're adopted, that is a really powerful message. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of who is your family and do you have to leave people who are not exactly like you to go join people who are like you? You know, I feel like there are probably adoptees who probably struggle with the where do I fit in? Yeah. So um, in the Disney version, they humanize the apes. Uh, Kerchak, of course, does not kill Kala's baby. Um, it's killed by a giant cat. Mm-hmm. Um, Kerchak is only guilty of he refuses to accept Tarzan into the ape family, but he changes his mind in the end. Yeah, I know that they they made they made Kerchak not quite so awful. <laughs> Yay! Yes. 
Yes, he's he's gruff, but he's not mm-hmm. awful. You understand his motives better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's driven by fear, but he's he's more more human, even though mm-hmm. he's a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Burroughs in Tarzan raises the question of which group is more violent and greedy? Is it the animals in the jungle, or is it humanity in civilization? civilization? Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think that Burroughs intended it to be super clear cut. I think he kind of leans toward, well, civilization, he's probably more brutal in the end. Um, but in the movie, the Disney movie, oh, yeah, you better believe that the humans are the bad guys. <laughs> because at the end, you know, Tarzan, Jane, uh, her father, the, uh, Professor Porter, they're all fighting alongside the animals, riding elephants, and they're going to be back <laughs> the humans because the humans, you know, they're, they're the greedy ones. Um, so if you are a good human, then you side with wilderness. Mm-hmm. Save the, the environment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we see in the first book um, by Burroughs that Tarzan leaves the wilderness for Jane. In the movie, Jane stays in the jungle with Tarzan. He never has to leave. And uh, Archimedes Q. Porter decides he's going to stay too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the movie did also completely eliminate any mention of a native population of black people. They don't even touch it. Right. So the elements of colonialism are subdued. And Tarzan is seen as, yes, he's superior to humans in some ways. He's superior to animals in some ways. But it's not a main theme. Mm-hmm. It's not a main theme at all. Um, in other ways, they are superior to him. So, you know, I think that even though it's not really true to Burroughs' vision other than he's a super athletic guy who talks to animals. <laughs> um, I think that it, it, did, it did well in trying to speak to modern sensibilities. And I like that they chose that theme of adoption. You know, yeah, I do too. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, as you've mentioned, Alice, there's Greystoke, The Legend yeah. of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, 1984. And this is, in some people's minds, the best Tarzan movie. Um, and certainly everybody in the production is taking things so seriously. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I got to admit, I when this movie came out, I loved it. I just thought it was beautifully filmed. I thought Christopher Lambert was all that. I mean, <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it is I don't like the actress who plays Jane. I never liked her, so she was a pill in my mind. I found that version, Jane was so tame. She never goes to the forest. She's sweet. You know, you can't, you know, fault her, but she's so tame. Yeah. I think there's something about even Burroughs' Jane, written in 1912, that the pull of wanting mm-hmm. to live in the wild, you can feel her being drawn to this, mm-hmm. this animal instinct. And then you can also see the rational brain working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that Burroughs' Jane was actually much more compelling. Yeah, I, I think with the 1984 film, the focus of the film they took away the so much in in before that was all Tarzan and Jane Tarzan and Jane Tarzan and Jane that was always like such a big part of the pop culture of this this iconic character and these books and the films and the TV shows and this film in 1984 kind of put Jane and Jane in the background into almost a nothingness and allowed some of the other themes in the book to take precedence 
and and they even built on some of those themes you know the whole relationship with the apes and the ape family they mm -hmm. gave him an ape father that there was a scene i was going to try to play from the youtube i found finally found the clip of it of when he's tarzan is in in civilization um and his his a lot of his ape family tribe has been captured by poachers and you know people who who were capturing animals and bringing them into civilization to sell them to zoos and whatnot and and there's a scene where he releases them and one of them is his ape father and the ape father is shot and killed and it's just heartbreaking it's just the the but i'm not gonna play the video because the video quality is so bad you wouldn't it, it's just terrible it would ruin it just watch the movie but themes of family themes of belonging themes of you know like you referenced Tarzan's inability to to lie in the Korean story that you were looking at in in the 1984 version Lambert plays Tarzan's character much like that it's written mm -hmm. that you know he doesn't know how to dissemble he doesn't he do, he doesn't play the games that civilized people play and so he speaks the truth he just blurts things out and there's you know so there's a lot more development for his character and the relationship with the animals and with other humans other than Jane that I think is makes that movie so great <laughs> I don't know <laughs> right yeah and it's something that I would describe as I, I think the plot is only partially burrows honestly mm -hmm. um i think that if we were to look at tarzan's interaction with animals and tarzan's interactions with humans the animal parts are fairly accurate to the yeah. book mm -hmm. and um i mean they even though they are for a large part they are human actors in ape suits yeah they, they really studied. I mean, they studied Jane Goodall. You know, mm -hmm. they got awards for costuming and makeup. Or at least it's very believable. It's very right. believable. So for the 80s, they did a pretty darn good job. Pretty darn good job. Yeah. Right. Um, but you're right that it is less about Tarzan Jane and more about Tarzan Darno. And everybody else. Yeah. But especially Darno. And that, that no, was smart on their part because Ian Holmes is just amazing. <laughs> you know, so the camera should be on him a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and Hugh Hudson, who was the director of that film, said, quote, that this film is about Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden. It's about the loss of innocence and about the evolutionary urge. This boy is discovered by a Belgian Darnot and he's taught language. Up to that point, he's very contented. But Darnot is the snake in the myth. He gives him the word. And from that point, you could say he's lost. The question is, does he have to go on to join society or not? The story asks you to consider how society lives, halfway between the apes and the angels, aspiring to go up, yet coming down there. It's about the battle of nature and nurture, nature and culture, a dilemma, a terrible dichotomy in us all. It's about the freedom of the jungle and the distortions and strictures of society and how perhaps we can't do without either of them. And so this is why this movie, even though I think that it kind of, it misses it with the plot, I think it catches the spirit mm -hmm. of what mm -hmm. Tarzan is about. And I think that's why it has really resonated with yeah. many lovers of the book Tarzan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it gave us a, a different layer to it even in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just have to tell you about, uh, I just think it is beautiful how the director and the actor who plays Tarzan at times when Tarzan is behaving in an animal-like way, you know, and he speaks in the language, you know, of the apes and ooh, ooh and the screeches, you know, and things mm -hmm. like that. 
Um, at times, we as an audience are meant to admire and cheer for those things. Like there's a servant that's being uh, beaten, human servant. And, to, you know, he starts throwing rocks like a, an ape and then he leaps down like two stories. Yeah, and, to go you know, protect this vulnerable servant right. who's being beaten. Yeah, right. So we are meant to, you know, cheer for the animal side. And yet it's so disturbing to me that, okay, he's making out with Jane. They're getting it on. And in between these romantic kisses, he like gets on his haunches and he bounces around and says, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I then know. goes back to making out. Yeah, it's, it's like creepy. So uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a little creepy. <laughs> but it's meant to be uncomfortable. And I think that they really did a beautiful job of is he animal or man, which mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. and even he says he's half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Good, so, good analysis. I like that. Yeah. Watch that. It's a, I'm gonna have to watch that movie again. Now I'm all re-inspired. <laughs> so my, my summary, and those are just three of the movies, mm -hmm. but my summary is, um, each version, especially the ones that are more recent, they have to reconcile changes in scientific and social thoughts since Burroughs wrote it a century ago. Um, even with the problematic elements, we do keep coming back to this story because of the central theme of identity, not just personal identity, but what is the nature of humanity? What are we? Are we animals? Are we yeah. better than animals? Are we worse than animals? Right. And which is better, that highly structured civilization or the seeming freedom of the wild, just like Deborah was saying. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think it really is that, and you know, like, like anytime you have those kind of questions, the best, the classics are always, always have extremes in them. You know, they always give us the extreme so that we as humans say, well, we got to meet somewhere in the middle. We got to find compromise, you know, and that's what's, that's what makes classics classics, right? There's, there's, really really evil evil characters and really really good good characters and in in the real world maybe we're a little more in the middle you know but and it's true about the extremes of racism and colonialism and and humanity and and all that stuff you know there's extremes are in this book and hopefully you know books like this even with the problematic content as it is bring us a little closer to the middle somehow i i hope i don't know maybe that's that's part of our goal. Join us next time as we continue with our workshop discussion for the 2021 NICE project.